Bishuchem, with everyone's permission, happiest Wednesday. Uh, today's shir is dedicated to Yenu Shmad, Liora Bat Yitzchak, Binyamin Ben Yitzchak, Yehuda Ben David, Rinat Malka Badan, Shimon Ben Mishael, Yitzchak Ben Shalomo, Yaakov Ben Moshe, Yeshua Ben Yitzchak, Binyamin Ben David, Rachel Bat Yosef, Yaakov Ben Binyamin, Osnat Bat Yehuda, Baruch Hashem Tenecham Began Eden, and also for the Repuah Shalema Av, Shemuel Ben Rachel, Esther Bat Chana, Dan Ben Esther, Yehuda Ben Esther, Yosef Ben Yafa, Nisan Ben Chana, um, and also and for uh, Rabbi Shub, he should have a refuah shalema, shalomo ben shamsi, elna refana lo. Today we are learning about chemda, uh, short and sweet. Chemda uh, is, uh, it means the craving or the desire uh, for money or for that which be- for that which belongs to somebody else. For what? This is the tenth commandment. This is about the tenth. So yeah, let's see if Peleo uh, says it's a good thing or it's a bad thing. Uh, uh, we're we're discussing now uh, craving and desiring that which belongs to somebody else. Jealousy, coveting is the I think the art school translation. So kiraba. All right, this this is something that. Hopefully, we've all read the Ten Commandments, and we all know that uh, to crave and to desire that which belongs to somebody else is bad. is is not a good thing. and the commentary is all explained. It's the tenth of the ten, and it's the greatest of all of them. Uh, so I'm I'm okay. Shali dehaga. And it's the last one, it's the end off on a wow, this one's very important from all the Ten Commandments. How come? Because if a person has that character trait, that negative quality of jealousy, it can cause him to violate any prohibition in the Torah. That can cause him to do the most horrific, uh, horrific acts against mankind. If a person believes and genuinely thinks that anything that somebody else has is mine and belongs to me, is uh, is it, it's within my reach to be able to do whatever is necessary um, in order to acquire it, because it should be mine. If somebody, there should be nothing else, and there should be nothing in the world that somebody else has that I that doesn't that's not mine that doesn't belong to me. It can cause a person to to do the most horrific and terrible acts. If a person has it and uh, has this jealousy in his heart, v'chol hamishdadel litol chefetz chaviro bechinam oberatzechesef over alot achmon. Many people don't understand what the prohibition of lot achmon is. Any person who tries to acquire, to take uh, something that belongs to his friend, whether it's I'm taking it as even even I'm taking it as a gift. But I'm trying to get him to give it to me as a gift, or, or yeah, to convince him, to push him. Exactly. I'd like, yeah, can you give it to me? Right? To try to convince him to give it to him as a gift. Even if you're paying for it, even if you're paying for it, but he doesn't want to sell it to you. He doesn't want to give it to you. He, your friend, he or she. Yes, exactly. They're saying it's not for me, it's for sale. I don't want to give it up, uh, and. And you, it's not, it's not that for you that you say, 
you know, everybody has a price, let me offer him a, a little bit more. Maybe he's just pushing because he wants more money. Maybe he wants more. No, you know that he does not want to sell it. He does not want, this is not for sale. Right? This, this item or this house or this, it's, I, I want to keep it. I, I want to rent this house. I don't want to sell it at whatever price you give me. I want to rent this house. I don't want to sell this house. So you can't force him or push him to sell it to you. You can't push him to give it to you. Even if you're going to pay him for it. Even if you're going to pay for it. Now, uh, What is the business? The guy has a beautiful gem and you want to buy it from yes. so you can so so there has to be some so there has to be some kind of thought or some kind of calculation in Jewish law that a person has respect for that which belongs to somebody else if they do not want to sell it. Now, if you want to try and you want to see if they'll be interested and they'll be genuinely interested, and maybe sometimes it's just the way of business and that's how they they put that and that's how they push to get a higher price. Uh, the way they play the game with you is they try to push you away and they try to make it seem like they they don't want to sell it, but really they do want to sell it, and really they they just want you to offer more. That that's that's all within or that's part of the the game of business is that they're they're you know they you're just trying to get a that's business that's businesses businesses I'm trying to get a higher price, but yes but this is something. Yeah. <laughs> but but even in in business, if a person gets the thought or the vibe or the feeling from a person that they don't want to sell it, this is just not. It's not. It's just not something that's on sale. Whether it's something that's personal for them and it's something that's that sentimental for them, or or whether it's just something that right now they like to have it and they don't want to sell it. Period. And they, they have this house or they have this building. For them, they want to keep it and collect rent. It doesn't matter if, if, it's, if it, the value of it is $5 million and you're offering them $20 million. And you're offering them $100 million for it. But they don't want to sell it. They're just not interested in selling it. I, I, I like this property. I like this building. I, it, it's, it's not required of me to have to sell it to somebody or to, to give it to anybody at any price. So the Torah requires us. So if he doesn't, no, no, but, 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 you have you have to understand. You have to understand. Yeah, exactly. So there. So here, Peleot is going to explain right now. There is um, once in the Torah in the first ten commandments. Yes. Uh, are, are we allowed to push him to buy? It's a very good question. I did not look into it. Man. I don't know. Blineder, I'll, I'll try to find the answer, but I did not. I did not look into it. If this, um, the Torah uses the word re'echa. It uses the word your friend, which normally, normally implies a, a Jewish person. Well, mo- most of the time, that's the implication when the Torah uses that language. But I don't want to answer the question because I didn't. Uh, um, I didn't look into it. But here it says. There, so the first Ten Commandments in Yitro, it uses the word Lotachmod. In the second Ten Commandments in Devarim, it uses the word Lotit Aveh, don't desire. And the uh, Chachamim explained, the rabbis explained that it comes to tell us that there are steps to this prohibition. 
that the first step of the prohibition, then once a person did this, he's already doing something wrong, is a person desired. Just, just, just the one that, that he desired. I have to explain what this desire is. We're going to explain it in a second. Step number two is that a person creates a plan. I create a plan of how am I going to get it? How am I going to acquire from it? And step number three is a person should know, a person executes that plan. And sometimes a person violates the prohibition of stealing. If the person really, in their heart, did not want to give it up, and you force them, either by making them give it to you as a gift, or by even paying them for it, and saying, you have to, I'm, you know, I'm taking it for you, I'm throwing the money at you. That's a prohibition in the Torah. It's an isur in the Torah, and there's stealing involved. There's gezel involved in, in doing that. It's, even if you paid for it, it's stealing. It's, a, it's an avon of stealing. Now, what does this titave mean? Now, does, uh, is it prohibited to say, so your friend has a nice house, and you say, you know, I want a nice house also. Or you know, your friend has a nice car, I want a nice car also. Is that a prohibition of lotit ave? No. The answer is no. The answer is lotit ave and lotachmod. The prohibition is to say that I don't want him to have it. Meaning, and if he has, I, right, I want, this is lotachmod and lotit ave means that my friend has a house. <coughs> yeah, exactly. If I he even more than that, it's it's even worse than that. It's even worse than that. Yeah, I don't want him to have it. I want his house. I don't want him to be living in it. I want myself to be living. I want this house to belong to me. He has a car. I want his car. I don't want him. I don't want him to have it. He should not have it. He does not deserve to have it. I deserve to have it. That's what lotachmod is. But but if a person says you know he has a good car, God bless him. I hope he enjoys his house. I hope he enjoys his car. But I, I want one also. Yeah, so I, I, work, I work hard myself in order to, to have something like that. So one is, so Peleuetz is going to explain. You're not violating a prohibition in the Torah. However, let's see the next comment. Let's just see the next, let's just see the next comments of Peleuetz. I think it's very important. Peleuetz says, We have to strengthen ourselves with and to think. All materialism is nothing in the end of the day. All materialism is worthless. Meaning, even if, okay, I'm not necessarily going against the Ten Commandments. I'm not doing something that is per se violating anything the Torah said. But at the beginning, of, at the beginning, the first thing is, what's worth it to be jealous for and what's not worth it to be jealous for? Anything materialistic is not worth my time to be jealous for. Well, I was going to get to that. Of course, that. Oh, well, Hashem, I think we're, yeah, we're in such a rush, getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, if somebody has a nice car, somebody has a nice house, uh, you say the Torah, somebody has a nice donkey, the Torah says, don't desire your friend's donkey. And nowadays, it would, it would say car. <laughs> don't. <laughs> So a person has to think that this is worthless. This is not, it's not worth investing my time. This is not something even worth being jealous of. That's the ideal. Peleoit says the ideal is to realize that I'm gonna go to Shemaim one day. One day, all of us have to return our souls, our neshamot, back to Hashem, and Hashem is not going to ask where we live. Right? Hashem is not going to ask uh, what. He's not gonna ask what car we drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hashem is not going to ask what our net worth was. 
uh, in this world when one was off the shore. It's not like that. But he, Hashem does ask, First question, did you do business honestly? Did you do business honestly? First question Hashem asks. So, first and foremost, it's the ideal and the best. Even you're doing something, you're violating the Torah, not violating the Torah, but first and foremost, it's like, know what's worth being jealous of and know what's not worth being jealous of. And materialism is not worth being jealous. It, it's more worth it for you to think that None of this is going with us. We're not taking... All of it is a mirage. All of it is a mirage, and none, none of it are, are, are we taking with us uh, one day. I, I, I shouldn't want my friend's tie. I shouldn't even want to ask it as a gift, because who cares for the tie? Hashem's not going to ask me one day how many ties I had in my closet, and, how many, and, and what tie I wore. Why? Because that's already the next level is you're going to want that which belongs to your friend and want to take it from him against his will. You went and you asked for your friend's tie and he gave it to you, but he didn't really want to give it. It it did not pleasure him. He was not excited to to give it to you. Sometimes they really have no care for the object. They're so happy for somebody else to enjoy it. I have zero use for it. I never use this tie. I'll never wear this tie. If there's, yeah, exactly. If I can find somebody else to use it or somebody else to enjoy it, Aruch Hashem, I'm so happy for somebody else to enjoy something that I have no use for. But sometimes they like it. Sometimes it, it pains them a little bit. It hurts them. But for whatever social norms, they I have to give it. If I if I don't, you know, and you pressure them into giving it. There's, there's a little bit of stealing in that. That's stealing. If there's someone who did not want to give something up and you force them and you push them to give it to you, that is called stealing. It's called stealing from the person. And, and it's about this that Shlomo HaMelech says in Mishle, beautiful line from Mishle, one who hates gifts will live a long life. Amazing line. An amazing line from Mishle. I, I don't want anything. Nothing do I want for free in this world. And, I, and Baruch Hashem, you know that, that um, the Mesharis have a little bit of this in their culture. That, that even if somebody gives you a gift of their own will, of their own desire, somebody gives you a gift, uh, within the culture you have to give something back. There's a, there's a, a talafi. Talafi. You, you don't take anything for free. You can't take anything for free. If there's somebody who gave me, I have to do something for them also. There's no, uh, there's no taking something without giving something back for somebody else. And this is part of what it says in Mishle. A person has to think that I don't want gifts. We don't take gifts from everybody. I want to earn everything myself in this world. That's the ultimate honor that a person can have. And Shlomo HaMelech says, one who hates taking something for free, you hate matanot, you'll, you'll live a long life. And furthermore, and don't push him to sell if you know that he doesn't want to sell. If you know that he doesn't, don't, don't push him to do it. Now if you want to have a desire, you want to have, and you want it to be kosher, and you want it to, to be a good desire, you should say, yeah, it surely should be Hashem. Please send me one also. Right? If there's one, there's two. Right? <laughs> you know, please, if you can help me be able to acquire that as well. For my friend, I'm so happy. 
I'm happy that he has it. I'm happy that he can enjoy it. I'm happy she should be able to enjoy it and she should have good health and she should have good mazal with it and she should have bracha. Hashem, if there's another one out there, I would love to, you know, I'd love for you to bless me with it as well so that I can also have it. But at the same time, also just realize in the back of your mind, it's a kosher desire, you're not doing anything against the Torah, but realize it's all futile, right? All of this materialism that you're thinking about and that you spend your time about and, and people spend their tefillot and they use their prayers to ask Hashem for it, it's all re'ut ruach, it's a beautiful expression uh, from Shlomo HaMelech, uh, from Kohelet. Re'ut ruach, it means shepherding the wind. What does shepherding mean? It means I'm trying to control which direction uh, the wind is going to go. Shepherding the wind, it's a waste of your time. You're not going to... Exactly, the decision is by Hashem. You're not going to be able to control the wind. So you can't shepherd the wind. So a person who tries and says, you know, no, I'm going to find a way to shepherd the wind. We love you, but it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your time. So again, it's allowed. Peleot is not saying it's not, it's not allowed. But Peleot is saying, know where your values should be. Know where your values should be. No, no, that, no, that's not what he's saying. It's not that if Hashem doesn't give it to you, it means you shouldn't have it. It means that don't, you know, for a person first says, I think, what should my values be? And my values should not be in materialism. My, my values should not be, in a, if I have a car that works and gets me from point A to, to point B, oh, Hashem, I have what I need. I have a house to sleep in, I have a bed to sleep on, I, you know, oh Hashem. We have to be sameach bechalkenu, we have to be happy with what Hashem gave us. And we shouldn't invest most in, and wait, if I don't have more, and I don't have, I compare myself to somebody else, if I don't have what somebody else has, I live with anxiety and misery and frustration. And, and Baruch Hashem, Hashem has blessed you. Why do you have frustration? Why are you upset? You know, if you would be living on your own, and with you know, with your car, and with your and with your house, and you are on an island with nobody else on it, you you wouldn't be happy. You wouldn't say, and I have everything that Hashem gave me. But now, because there's somebody else in the picture that that looks like they have a little bit more, I can't live with myself. I cannot live with myself. That's a curse. It's a curse. It's a self-inflicted curse that a person puts upon themselves. So Peleo says, you have to think to yourself, these, these, these things are not important in this world. These things are not, these, every single one of these things, is I once compared it, it's like a person goes to an arcade and you buy tokens and the tokens say no cash value. And so people try to get as many tokens as they can and then you have to leave the arcade and what's it worth? Zero. Value is zero. So all of the, can't take it, we don't go to heaven with it. We don't go to Hashem with it. So people want to put so much effort into something that you can't take it. It's going to have zero value. Absolutely zero value one day. So rak yachmod. So what should we desire? What's the best desire? When we started. You see somebody who has intelligence, somebody who has wisdom. Wow, I would love to have their chokmah as, as wise as they are. They have understanding. They have the ability to sit and learn for hours. I wish I could have that focus to be able to learn for hours. They're humble. Well, they have humility. They, and they don't have any negative feeling towards any person in the world. I wish I could have that. I wish I could have that love for every single person. Or somebody who has patience. You see somebody, somebody who lives their life and they have patience in everything. You say, wow, I wish I could have their patience. 
Those are the things that we should desire. So we should try to want to be like the holy ones of all time. We should want to be like Abraham, like Yitzchak, like Yaakov, like all of our great role models in the Torah. We should desire it. We should be jealous of it. We should, we should do all that we can to acquire it. Zot yashiv litro. That's what we have to answer to the Yetzer Hara. He's trying to teach me the wrong way and he's trying to tell me to desire the things I shouldn't desire. Lo I have to desire, but let's change the desire. Let's desire the right things. Let's desire the good things. And that way we'll be saved from the Satan, we'll be saved from Gainam Khasveshanom, we Katov, and then with that and then with that we'll have Baracha and we'll have joy and happiness and peace in our lives. Beautiful Pelayite. Yes, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Not so frame Tarbi Khufma. Happiest Wednesday. Amen.